Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everybody, to the Alt Left. This is episode 109. I am your host, Chris. With me, as always, is Kay. What's going on? Wait, 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 hold on. You called me Kay. That's not how this goes. It's how it goes today. Oh, just acknowledge your error and move on. Your medical license is expired. Good evening, everyone. And Drew Esquire. Oh, don't make me practice law. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no one on this podcast would be hireable. That is definitely true. So... Uh, we did miss you guys last week. Sorry about the lack of episode. There were technical difficulties. Insert picture of Bear eating a clown behind a camera here. Sorry, Kay. It's okay. I can only do so much to fix trash. And I have when it's name, really you know. trash, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> I, wasn't try- I wasn't trying to point fingers at anybody. Uh, although it was Drew's fault. It's always Drew's fault. Even when it's my fault, it's Drew's fault. Well, because Drew wasn't taking care of you, making sure that you got everything taken care of properly. Yeah, how come Drew's not taking care of me? How come there's not a Mother's Day for white men? It is true. That is incredibly biased. Uh, It's called Father's Day? Father's Day doesn't count. It's not real, just like birds. That's not Mother's Day. Birds aren't real? No, they work for the bourgeoisie, dude. Oh, fair enough. There, I actually saw this amazing tweet. Um... And it was some, like, article about, like, some government agency was, like, trying to find ways to, like, reanimate bird corpses and, like, turn them into drones for, like, short periods of time. Really? Obviously, it only works for a couple of days and the bird rots. No, it was um, just, it was just taxi. And literally, birds aren't real tweeted and you all thought we were crazy. They weren't bird corpses. They were taxidermy <laughs> birds that they used as the body of the drone. Ah, there you go. And it was the... For- what, because fucking propellers don't work? They do. They just wanted to, like- to look like... No, they just we wanted it to bird look wings? like a bird so that it could fly into flocks and everything and not disturb the bird population. And totally not for spying. Yeah, totally not for hey, spying. Two things can be true. Jesus Christ. I am pretty sure a bird flock would notice the fuck out of a taxidermy bird. Right? I mean, that is some weekend at Bernie shit that would never work. Mm. I smell a Pixar movie on the horizon. That whole documentary called Weekend at Bernie's, it's true. I saw it on the televisions. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so let's talk about the great state of Texas. And by great state, I mean terrible fucking place known as Texas. Thank um, God I don't live there. No kidding. I was actually just in the South uh, last week visiting family. And uh, when asked, why don't I move out here? It's... Because then I would live in the South. Um, Did you hear like banjos? Ding, 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 ding. No, actually, I was. Because that's what I think of every time. I was in a very uh, modern and liberal city in a southern state, thank God. Um, But no, like, uh, so uh, we've all heard on the news this Texas shooting, right? Um, And for those of you who don't know, uh, there was a man whose uh, name was Francisco Oropisa, right? And. He was apparently regularly, like, shooting off his gun in his backyard, like you do. 
Um, and the family next door came over and basically just simply asked him to stop shooting for a little while because they had a sleeping child. He thought about it, apparently got upset, went over to the house and murdered the entire family, including a nine-year-old. Uh, I believe the only survivor was the father. Uh, five of them are dead, and he hid out actually very sh- in a town in like the next town over uh, with his girlfriend, who has now also been taken into custody for hiding him, um, and was caught bringing him donuts and trying to smuggle him out of the country. And I'm sure the conservatives are. How did she think that that was going to go? It's going to go about as well as you'd expect. Uh, I'm sure the uh, conservatives are going to be very level-headed and pointing out to his undocumented status. My favorite was that uh, right before we knew anything about him, conservatives and right-wingers were already quick to jump into uh, news comments and uh, and Twitter comments and all that, defending him. It was private property. He has the right to the Second Amendment, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it comes out he's an undocumented immigrant. And boy, did those comments fucking 180 real fast. Well, of course. But we know that they're hypocrites. So, like, I'm just not surprised. If this would have been a white guy, they wouldn't be having this argument. No. Um, secondly, you, you said this guy went from his house to the neighbor's house and then murdered everyone, right? Well, yeah, they were like, infringing that's what on his rights by asking him kindly to do something. Well, yeah. Duh. And so he went to their house and murdered all of them. Yeah, like you do. Yeah. Like it's you just do. normal things. He's living the American dream. I, I don't know that the American dream exists anymore. It does in Texas, because um, you can go ahead and shoot off your gun in your backyard, and until they find out your brown skin, they will defend you. I guess. I don't know. I, like, I'm, I'm not surprised at the response by the conservatives. Um, either that is for or against whatever. You know, they, they change their tune really fucking quick. Um you know, their initial statement, you know, or, or standpoint of that, you know, it's somebody just defending their rights and then they change their tune as, as soon as they find out that this guy is brown and undocumented. And that doesn't surprise me oh, it as far as the as far as the act of this guy going to the neighbor's house. I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't even know what to like how to express how I feel about that kind of thing happening. Like, what do we, how do we even reconcile that kind of behavior? Um, I can't imagine it is as innocent as it may seem at first in terms of that they went over to the house calmly to ask him to stop shooting his gun. There's got to be some sort of history here. Um, now, I'm not trying to victim blame by any means. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm just simply saying that, like, you know, it, when that kind of thing happens between neighbors, it just seems to me like it's it's not always as easy as first glance, maybe. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, I feel that they could have gone over and nailed a burning cross to his front lawn and raped his dog, and uh, there is still no excuse for him to walk over to the oh. house and murder five people, including a Hold nine-year-old on. child. L- l- Hold on. Let me make on. this extremely clear. I know you're clear. not excusing him. I yeah. know that's not okay. what you're doing. Okay. I'm pointing I out just wanna... that yeah. history or not, 
It doesn't matter. It's like that's like saying, "Well, I wonder what the weather was like that day." I, I don't find it consequential at all. I feel, regardless of how much they feuded or didn't like each other or what words were said, this guy like this was maniac behavior. Like, yes, this is not. And- I don't believe this has. I don't believe that any previous relationship these two households had. Mm-hmm. even comes into play. has any bearing no okay and that's and that's completely that's fair thought. and that's that's kind of why i'm trying to reconcile this this these ideas in my head right like i'm not trying to say that anything that they did excuses any kind of behavior that 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 this guy obviously you know made some very poor decisions based on some very narrow-minded uh thinking I just am kind of curious. I mean, he's like, undocumented we... and has been deported four times. And he decided... Well, he really start... likes being here. And he starts shooting a gun off in his backyard. Like, typically, if you're undocumented in Texas, and especially if you've already been deported on multiple occasions, a sane, rational person keeps low pro. Does... Doesn't, yeah. doesn't go firing I... a gun off in the backyard at night. Agreed. Agreed. I, I I just like I said, I'm just trying to like kind of reconcile the the whole situation in my head in some form or fashion. No, this is a it big ball. Yeah, that guy's just nuts. Yeah, and and uh, that's the only thing that I can really like point to and say this guy is just fucking crazy and did something very very crazy and stupid, and unfortunately, some people paid the ultimate price for it, which is which is really sad. I would like to play alternate history and see how the Texas government handled it if it was a white American citizen and the victims were undocumented immigrants. They absolutely... They, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we can all guess, but I would love to see the two of them held up side by side. I, I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen very, very soon because this sort of thing is happening more and more every day. I mean, hell, it's happening even more in Texas. A couple days ago, a uh, guy who runs a weather forecast uh, website in Texas uh, threatened a child who rang his doorbell because her kitten had gone missing and then posted on that on Twitter saying, teach your kids not to ring doorbells. I had my gun ready. And then there was some pushback on that, so he doubled down. Then there was more pushback, and he finally apologized because he essentially got caught. And this sort of shit is happening more and more often. You see people that are getting shot literally making the wrong turn in a driveway or walking up to a door. It's just the crescendo of our gun culture. Yeah, because people are becoming intolerant of any innocuous behavior. It's not just that, it's that we're celebrating this behavior. Um, yeah. I yeah, think ex- the, the absolutely. bigger issue is that we constantly see people committing horrible acts of gun violence and never brought to justice. Um, I think... I mean, now, again, I don't even think that's the number one cause of it. I definitely think it's why it's so easy to do in some of these states. Um, Personally, I believe in a nation that provides free mental health care and free health care and does not let people starve and die and promote fascist type of individuality. You don't see this kind of violence. Gun violence or knife violence or any kind of violence. Um, Violence in a culture is a mirror of its people and of its governance. Um, and so, I don't know, I personally, I look at this, this, this insane rise in more and more gun violence, and it's like, well, of course, but look at the media we're all force-fed, right? Look at the state propaganda we are constantly given. We have two political parties who have taken over our government 
who are desperately waging a culture war among its voters. That's gonna have consequences. It just fucking is. Like, and 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 there needs to be something about that. I mean, like again, like like when 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 these fuckers go on like CPAC and start saying things like we need to eradicate the trans threat and shit like that. Like that's going to have consequences. That is absolutely going to further radicalize and motivate the already monstrous and radical in your culture. Right? It's going to already give your zealots even more license to do terrible and horrible things. And I personally believe we see the biggest part of this is that we have one side telling us that the other side are fascists and they're awful and they're just fucking stupid. If we just surrender over all of our rights to the government, that we can just not worry about these Republicans anymore and just give us all of your money and we'll totally take care of you this time, we promise. And the other half are absolute terrible monsters and you should be afraid of them. And then we have the other half, which are the absolute terrible monsters that you should be afraid of, going, hey, the other half are terrible, awful monsters that you should be afraid of. And they're coming for your kids and they're going to molest them. And they're going to rape Jesus with trans babies and give them abortions. And, they, and, and it's just, and it, it's this constant vilification of the other half of the nation. Now, I will happily vilify conservatives. But when you talk to the moderates and you try to split the moderates down the middle and pit them against, and then split the zealots against each other and pit them towards the middle, you create a divisive culture where you've convinced the stupid and the reactionary that they are at war and that they are about to get fucking murdered by Transgodzilla tomorrow. So you better shoot anybody who comes to your door. And so when you get some fucking racist piece of shit who's sitting there watching Tucker Carlson all day long, <laughs> rest in peace, bitch, um, that all these problems we have are immigrants and people of color murdering. What about black on black crime? Blah, blah, blah. Then some black kid knocks on his fucking door who he doesn't know. Of course he fucking shoots him. Like, again, he's responsible for his crime and his actions and he's a piece of shit. And I believe he should be fucking rotting away in a cell too for what he's done. But it didn't happen in a vacuum. These people were already close enough, and they're constantly pushed over the edge by a political system that tells us we're at war when we're not. And I think as long as we have that, we're going to have continuous levels of gun violence and the citizenry murdering each other for stupid shit like this. And as long as the citizenry does so, the I... two parties can gain more and more power. Yeah, it only fuels the narrative. I agree. I mean, and this kind of why what I was maybe kind of alluding to earlier is that it's a a greater problem of a or it's a problem of a greater issue. And I think you said it really, really well. It's it's radicalization of the already radical. Then you get guys that think it's okay to shoot kids that knock on your front door looking for their cat. Yeah. Or murder your neighbors who ask you to stop shooting shit while babies are sleeping. Exactly. Exactly. Or murder cheerleaders because they tried to get in your car because they mistook the car wrong. And then after apologizing and went back to their car, you get out, or, follow them, and shoot them. Or, yeah. Or, or whatever the fucking circumstance is. There's a million different things that all are the same issue. People being completely intolerant and having been radicalized and feeling like they're attacked and like they're, you know, that they have no power anymore. And it's not that they don't, it's that they're being told that they don't. Well, not just that, that they're going to be under attack. 
that they are going yes. to be harmed very soon. That the country yes. and their soul has been taken away from them by these enemies. Yeah. And, and before we leave this story, I just got to point out one thing before we switch over is that um, when uh, I mean, n- n- never, never, never let Greg Abbott fail to uh, <laughs> to point out what a piece of shit he is. Uh, when he was, um, when they were putting out the, uh, the offer of a reward, uh, for information, that kind of thing, um, he named the victims as illegal immigrants. Nice. Well, of course, because it fits into his narrative of the brown countries are bringing their violence up here to our good, safe streets. Yep. His office has since apologized for it. He has not. And he probably never will. Oh, of course he wouldn't. Grey out's a piece of shit. But at least nothing else bad is happening. In oh, Texas. just you wait. Uh, so the Texas Senate uh, passed a bill. It is well, the Senate Bill 1993. And it's actually remarkably short. Because uh, what... Oh, good year. The Verve Pipe. And I think Cruel Intentions was out by that time. That was, that was good. Oh, yeah, that was a good stuff. Uh, so this yeah. bill uh, allows the Secretary of State, which... In Texas, the Secretary of State is chosen by the governor. It's not an elected position, uh, similar to Pennsylvania, so it's, for lack of uh, any other option, better that a Democrat was elected governor there because the Secretary of State, their purview is always election law. Anyway, this particular bill allows the Secretary of State to throw out an election of uh, counties if 2% of the polling places run out of ballots and don't have replacements within an hour. The uh, guidelines for it is a county with a population of 2.7 million or more, and that currently only applies to Harris County, which is uh, where the city of Houston is, which obviously is predominantly Democrat. Other counties that will eventually qualify will also be uh, Dallas County, which again, Dallas is another Democratic stronghold, and Tarrant County, which covers Fort Worth, tends to be more Republican, and so when they have polling issues, I'm sure the uh, Secretary of State is going to conveniently ignore that and not call up a new election. So essentially, you've got a single guy who is saying, you know what, I don't like the uh, results of this election, I'm going to throw them out. And the 2% of the polling places is important because I looked this up in Harris County, that would work out to be three polling places. If three polling places run out of ballots and aren't replaced in an hour, that's going to be super easy for the state to forget to provide them with enough ballots. They can overthrow that election. Yeah, I was about to say, because it, it, it wouldn't be hard to understack certain counties. Oh, absolutely. They've gone to court to say yeah. that, uh, you know, to make things equal, they can put an equal number of ballots into counties and an equal number of polling places into counties. The problem is with Texas is there are counties that have populations of one and a half thousand and all the way up to Harris County, which has a population of 4.8 million. You know, the interesting thing to me is that it's if they run out of ballots. Like, how does that make any sense that if they just simply run out of ballots and they're not replenished within an hour? That makes no fucking sense to me. That's because we live in a state that mostly has vote by mail. And if you go into a polling place you get pushed for uh, voting electronically. Like The last time during the uh, midterm, I went into my polling place and I had the option of, they could have either printed out a paper ballot for me and you can go to any polling place and regardless of precinct, they will give you the information 
for your precinct to vote, but they would have preferred that you actually use the electronic voting, which is what I ultimately ended up doing. But conservatives don't trust that sort of thing because they think that it's going to be biased in their favor. They prefer the paper ballots because it's easier for them to have little snafus like this, and it's the same reason why they're pushing for more voter ID requirements and suppressing the vote amongst college students. And so I'm making it so that it's as difficult as possible for the working class to vote. Well, and I agree with you. But if they run out of ballots, okay, so what they really should be doing is changing the law to say that they that there must be enough ballots at each polling place to service everyone that could possibly come and vote at that location. I, I don't think you understand. They want it to break. Oh, I know. I understand. <laughs> They're but, never going to write the law like that. The thought process of that the 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 law states that if they run out of ballots, this makes no sense at all. Uh, it's not like it's not like they wrote the bill to say, okay, if we found X number of fraud at a particular polling place, right? That they could then throw out the ballots from that polling place. Again, that's not what they wrote. No, not at all. <laughs> it just boggles my mind. I guess I don't know. I don't know why. Like again, this is one that shouldn't be surprising because it works out great because they have the veneer, right, of saying this is anti-fraud. It plays into their base, um, uh, saying they're rooting out fucking fraud, right? How are they? I don't understand how they expect anyone to believe that this roots out fraud. Do they think JFK Jr. is going to be fucking president and bring back Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing. They don't need all to convince right, anybody enough. that this is going to root out fraud because all it needs is the thinnest patina that it's doing something and uh, then that will reassure the Republicans or the conservative base that they're going to get the result that is right. By guaranteeing that there's not enough ballots... And that if there isn't enough ballots that they can simply decide that the votes that were yes, cast they, there don't um, count? essentially throw out the votes and then the Secretary of State calls for a new election. Right. And that is good for them because conservatives, because they skew much, much older and tend to be retirees, they tend to always have enough time to well, yeah, go vote and vote in person, which is why they keep pushing for voting in person, whereas you've got the working class who has to take time off of work because in the insanity of our election system, our voting is not a national holiday. So first they've got to take the time off. Hey, you are federally mandated time off. You are federally off, guaranteed okay. that you can't be on fired if you go vote on that day, but your company does not have to pay you. And then they don't have to pay you the second time. Uh, and, on top and then of they don't I have know. to pay you the it's third time. if you can prove... Yeah, and hold on. It's only if you can prove that your shift stopped you from voting. You don't get to take time off work to go voting. If you work from 9 to 5, well, then you can go before work. Or after work, because yeah. polls close at like 6 p.m. Exactly. So that's the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, if you work a late, let's say you work fucking ridiculous. Shift, you work You work 12 to 9, right? Okay, so go to the polling place before 12. Like, the only thing that stops is people who work 18-hour shifts. 
Yeah, no, I, I, and I agree. It's ridiculous. Um, it, so that's it, why it, I was mocking. The point is, it. it feeds into this narrative that voting systems are fraudulent and mail-in ballots are evil, and you know all of this shit, right? Voting online is the devil, and they believe that the only proper vote is a vote in person with an ID and a letter from George Washington and white skin, and probably a gun. Um. And probably your gun. Well, you gotta bring your voting gun. I'm not gonna bring my church gun. It's fucking election day. I'm bringing my voting gun. <laughs> and it fits that same narrative that only paper ballots can be trusted and blah, blah, blah. And so Because they're looking for fraud. They're looking for a reason to to find that. And the, the, the idiotic yeah. base is looking for a reason. They, want, they don't they're care. Looking f- they, yeah, they're looking for any reason to invalidate. They will accept and believe anything handed to them by their masters. Now, the people who are writing this law know exactly what the fuck they're doing, but they know they don't have to try hard to get the base to believe it because the base already believes it. This concept that Donald Trump has been wronged and conservatives are wronged and there's an attack on Christianity and white people and straight dumb and cis dumb and all that shit, right? They believe this. They believe their way of life is under fucking attack and there's a nefarious deep state satanic move against them. And so whenever they're like, oh, and by the way, this place ran out of ballots. See, they're trying to screw you and cause voter fraud. We're going to make them redo the election. Ha <laughs> ha. And they're like, oh, yep, see, look, look, look at my governor. Look at my state doing the right fucking thing and protecting our election from more of these Antifas stealing it. They're going to instantly snap into that. They want to believe it because they already believe it. This simply is confirmation bias it's all it is it's the belief already exists this is just giving them a reason to exercise that belief yeah well you know it boggles it's like going into a pentecostal church you know and, and all of a sudden somebody starts fucking jumping around speaking in tongues now if you just walk onto a subway and do that right if you just walk into the middle of a fucking denny's and start speaking in tongues and saying jesus told me to zip zap abacadabra like everyone's gonna be like what the fuck like your ability to convince people that this is what is actually happening is going to be difficult right the bar is pretty high to convince random strangers that you are being possessed by the Holy Spirit and talking like Bill Cosby, like on a Jello high, right? That's that's what they. That's going to be a difficult thing to prove. But you do it in a Pentecostal church where people already believe this is possible, where they not only believe it's possible, they want to believe it. They want that to happen. They want snake handling. They want poison drinking, and they want tongues being spoken into. You walk in and do that, and it's real fucking easy to get people on board because they already believe it. Want it? And I feel this is pretty much the same thing. It's a it's a religious belief. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's definitely demagoguery. It's faith. For damn sure. It's blind faith. There is no difference between believing in Zeus than there is believing in Trump saving America. It is, it has become a religion. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what more can I say on that? I totally agree. And I mean, one of the joys of being in this podcast is once you get a steam going, there really isn't a whole lot I need to do. I just kind of sit back and let you talk yourself out. <laughs> yeah, I really, I get all, I get all riled up, and then I let it all out, and then I'm like a little kid ready for nap time. You just gotta let me cry it out. But yeah, but there's good news if you leave Texas. Uh, we got, we got some, we got some sad boy news. Hey, they are called proud boys. 
Yes. So what happened? To, what happened to the fifth? Uh, five members have been uh, found guilty of uh, seditious planning of the January sixth insurrection. Uh, they were not. Oh, they were found not guilty of uh, various things like trespassing and impeding the police and assault charges. You know, the sort of thing that the left would absolutely have been charged with and thrown the book at since. Attacking cops always uh, carries a much more firm sentence. Uh, but four, uh, five of them have been convicted, including their leader, Enrique Charia. Um, the most... He was the one who was the, uh, the informant for the FBI. Uh, no, that was his second in command. Some guy with an eye patch, I forget his name. But no, that was not Tario. Oh, okay. uh, the most serious charge, which is the sedition charge, can carry a penalty of up to 20 years in prison. So I imagine they'll probably get lead down to, say, 10, and they'll probably serve five months and write another version of Mein Kampf. Yeah, I am absolutely sure that they will be, uh, they'll plea bargain down. Yeah. Uh, the other, it was a total of 10 charges against the five of them, and a mistrial was declared there, so the jury deadlocked and just couldn't reach a verdict one way or another. So more than likely, they won't be recharged with those particular crimes. Yeah. Um, but they are going to at least spend some, I actually think they'll probably get more than six months. They'll probably get, like, you know, a couple of years, you know, one to two years. Um, there's no way the DA is going to let that go with less than a year. But yes, they're not going to spend 20 years in prison at all. But it is good to see that at least a few of them are going to fucking get something. Yeah, all it's going to do is further radicalize some people as well, and now they're going to have martyrs. Even more so than the supposed political prisoners of January 6th that are still awaiting trial or well, awaiting to even be charged or whatever bullshit the conservatives come up with this week. Oh, I'm down to make some martyrs out of Proud Boys. Yeah, it's a good thing. Allegedly. <laughs> but see, it's not all bad. No, it's not all bad. But I, I think that these kinds of trials, you know, they don't do much in the end, unfortunately. Yes, um, some guys I... got charged and, and like they deserve to be. Don't get me wrong. I don't like, I don't believe this is any kind of solution, right? Like I agree with you. I don't think the day is saved because of them. Oh, the Democrats are uh, definitely however, say the day is saved because of it though. Well, of course, it's all dark Brandon. He's great. Um, but no, I actually think this what this does do something. It is it is a mark on the side of normalcy, right? Like the fact that at least some of the worst um, actors, not the worst actors. That's the fucking Oath Keepers, but at least, but the Proud Boys are are, are a, a big chunk of this. And the fact that some of them have actually had to go down, um, for first edition and shit like that. The fact that there is actually a consequence for this is at least a canary in the coal mine that we haven't completely lost our way. Now it's still gonna happen, but it's I don't know. It's for me at least. It's a it's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's a Everything has not all been lost yet. That, yes, when you go and stab cops trying to break into the Capitol to overthrow the government there, you know, to establish a, a right-wing theocracy of doom, that there will be some consequences. And that's nice. As a treat. Regular Americans can have a little justice as a treat? Yeah, a little, a little tiny bit of justice as a treat. All right. Then back to your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now back to work or die. No COVID protection for you. 
but yeah, I think that's about all we have for today. So that was your little treat today. So thank you guys. Uh, thank you for sticking with us as we have technical difficulties. For anybody who is curious why that happened, uh, we have Switch software that we're recording on. Um, so there's been a couple hiccups, but we're doing good, and we are still here, and the alt-left will keep trucking on as long as, I don't know, as long as something clever that happens often happens. Catch rates. So, <laughs> just when you hear this, remember I said something clever. Okay, go back through all the uh, archives and insert a clever statement there in my voice. Uh, no. I appreciate that. I just do it. Mm-mm. It'll be fine. Nope, not happening. All right, well, everyone just close your eyes. Who's listening? Let's look into some AI software to generate some clever quotes for us. There we go. I'm into it. Let's fucking let's let's just let's just GP chat that shit. But uh, thanks everybody. We'll be here next week again. And until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember that the revolution is you. <laughs>